Welcome to Betweeners, episode one. Today's episode, we're Ross and Rachel on a break. Is murder for likes okay? When's the last time you blocked your schedule for your favorite TV show? We're going to talk about all of this today. We're the Betweeners. This is Heath Gamro, Min Slusher. We're coming today. We're going to start a new podcast. Today's episode, Too Old for TikTok, Too Young for Friends. Ben, do you want to kind of tell us about that topic? Yeah, so um, we wanted to start this podcast here together because we feel like we have a, a really unique perspective on the world right now. So um, it's always been millennials versus Gen Z and the war going on between them. But there's not really the story told of the people born in between them uh, and the people who are maybe too young to remember uh, a life when magazines and uh, daily TV was all the trend, but too old to be on our phones 24-7 living in a connected in world um, like the one in TikTok. So we wanted to get here today, talk to you a little bit about what it means to grow up in between two different eras and the transition period that's gone on. And then also just navigating life uh, in the mid-20s because uh, it's definitely an exciting time for sure. Yeah, we, we definitely have a lot of plans for future shows about navigating life in the mid-20s from the perspective of two 25-year-olds. So anyway, we'll get right into our topic today. Let's talk about TikTok and, and the instant timeline that we live in right now. So um, what really made me start thinking about this, Heath, is um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a teacher. And so I work with high school students every day. And um, not that we were in high school that long ago, but I can remember if we had downtime in class, what were we doing? We were definitely talking causing trouble get into some hilarious stuff okay that's where our memories were made but today when you see these kids and you say hey you got a free second in class every single one of them pulls up that phone they won't speak to one another they'll snapchat across the room but there's no relationship building and it made me kind of feel sad because you know me and you have been friends for a long time and we have made so many memories man just making this goofy stuff we had a free moment and I feel like, you know, this Gen Z, the, the now generation has, has lost some of that. But I definitely think that we also have a, a, a lot of time we spend plugged in, maybe more than people a little older than us. And I think that it makes it a, a difference and unique. So that's where I really got this idea from, uh, just because I feel like so many people are missing out on living in the world around them because they just get right on that phone this first thing they get a chance. Yeah. So my thoughts are that, you know, it. the more the time goes on that we're all getting more wrapped in to the, the, the instant world of, of phones and Internet. You know, Acacia and I were my wife were just talking that, um, you know, we're spending so much more time on phones like and we're just sitting hanging out and it's we're not getting the traditional hanging out experience because we're on our phones all the time. So my question to Ben is, do you think that, you know, these kids not having their time to talk in class and instead being glued to their phones, is that, how's that going to affect them in their futures? 
Well, I do want to say, I don't think necessarily, I mean, there are so many positives to having the connectivity of your phone. I mean, phones are an amazing invention and, and a great tool that we have. And I feel like sometimes we kind of like, I mean, use phones as like a negative, like all that's wrong with the world. I don't want to say that necessarily. I just, I think you made a good point, like that, that hangout time, the hangout time. Um, I don't know for sure if anybody's going to know the difference that it's going to make, but I can tell you, I sure that I don't want to say socializing is going to get worse. I think socializing is going to look dramatically different. And I think coming out of this pandemic, you're going to see that too. People are more connected than ever virtually. And they see it's way easier for me to get the same quality time hanging out with my friends online. I can still feel connected uh, and glued in there. So, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm guilty for it too, being on my phone too much. I mean, I'll look at my, you know, my screen time in the week. It'll say four hours, four and a half, five. Oh my God. I can't believe I spent every time on my phone. But yeah. I mean, some of these kids, man, I mean, I've seen 10, 11, 12 hours a day. And I was like, what, what else are you doing? Uh, it's just pretty remarkable, really. Right. I feel like there's a lot of uh, connections that are being missed out on that are really going to maybe not prevent, but definitely delay the development, uh, especially social development of these kids. But let's not get too technical. Let's keep this kind of light. So TikTok is obviously popular for a reason. Um, you know, there's 800 million active users. Um, what is it about TikTok that is so rewarding and that makes people go, man, I really like this. What do you think that is? Well, I, I do think there is a lot of creativity in these platforms. I don't want to take away from that. Um, I mean, I guess you call them creators. I mean, they really are spending time trying to make people laugh, trying to come up with new dances, kind of trying to come up with new songs. I mean, it really is a platform for people to embrace what they like um, and to really dive into that. And I think that's a positive. And I think that it's I think a- that's I think that's a good take because when people talk about TikTok, they're not talking about it in a positive light. And I think you give a really good perspective in a positive aspect that's i had not thought about that yeah like i don't think tiktok is all bad like i mean i don't have a tiktok but obviously i've seen tiktok videos working on high schoolers and like they're funny like there are people who are legitimately creating content that is is creative and funny and they're they're really putting a lot of themselves into that now i think where people are negative about it though is because number one and like you said, not to get too heavy, I think it really has created a very um, misogynistic or sexist um, platform because. It, it, <laughs> Hold on. You got to elaborate. Okay. So what go, I'm saying about that is, it. so like the number one thing. That's a big is, statement. You can't just put that out there. I, I, well, like, I, I, I don't like, want to go into it, but here <laughs> it is. Well, I, I was trying to keep a lie. I was going to clarify the next thing. So what is the number one thing that can get popular on TikTok? Being attractive showing off your body doing hey, sex sales yeah i mean it does and like it, that's now, burger that's, king that's not been something that's that's new i mean it is yeah. always from the beginning of time we've had you know attractive women either whether it was you know showing off for playboy whatever it is but when you're so connected and everything you see is just people who are more attractive more creative more everything than you it's going to eventually start to kind of put you down um, yeah. And I think that is where a lot of the negativity comes from is you, it, there's no, number one, it makes 
young women or young men, I'm not going to exclude them either, feel like they have to, in order to be famous or get this clout, whatever they want to call it, they got to show clout. off their, yeah, clout. Yeah. They got to show get off their body. And that's not, you know, that's a little unfair to them. But also it makes people who don't have that feel um, even potentially worse about, you know, it, it has all these positives, but it has a lot of these negatives too. So, but the takeaway is, is that, you know, you're seeing so many beautiful people because that's going to be on your front page. You know, I'm not, I don't have TikTok. I don't know how TikTok works, but with anything social media related, the best stuff is on the front page and that's what you see first. So if all you're seeing are 10 out of 10s every day, you're, you know, you're not just turning on the TV and you're seeing a Ashley Simpson Burger King commercial. You're seeing, you know, the hottest people every day, that's going to wear on you. That's going to hurt your self-esteem. That's going to kind of tear you down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, I, like I said, more than anything, it makes girls, especially girls. I mean, I'm not saying, I hate to say it only about girls, but it makes them feel like they have to do these, <laughs> yeah. you know, booty shaking, twerking videos because they crave that. Like that's in their opinion, like getting likes and views and subscribers is the way that they feel validated and they so they feel like the only way to get that or to be validated yeah. so it's like well, they got to shake their butt they got to you know wear a bikini and do these little skimpy dances and you know i, I just hate that that's where uh, they're not and i'm not saying everybody yeah. feels that and, way but that's where and a lot with of their that you know from. like you said you're gonna you're gonna see kids pushing the envelope they're gonna take it the next step and then it's like what point is too far for a like or a swipe right or an upvote or whatever they call it yeah um so and I, I actually you know just was trying to do a little research on tiktok to start this and i was reading this article about uh he's he's 18 i think he's 19 now he's 18 it happened he killed murdered his neighbor for oh, tiktok man. likes yeah like who does that? like what kind of sociopathic yeah. behavior? now that clearly clearly is an outlier yeah um I mean, that is not like, you know, I don't want to take away from, I guess, the people who are out there making yeah. these dances, being creative. But, I mean, he basically had this this TikTok where his whole theme was, uh, he called it like, he basically was provoking Karens is what he called it. Uh, he called his neighbor, you know, the Karen. Provoking the, Karens and killing Karens are two different <laughs> things. Well, so his neighbor, he called her a Karen. And, I mean, which, yeah, she was a little bit grouchy but he was like literally provoking her he would like go outside her hat his her house and like rev up his engine all night long and like do crazy stuff like you know throw throw stuff at her like i mean was just not a good guy like clearly yeah. like some sociopathic tendencies right there and like her husband confronted him i was like dude you got to stop like this is ridiculous like get the police involved and he like said he was gonna fight him and i guess like jumped him and brought a knife and stabbed him my I don't gosh. think his intention was to kill him, but like he died from his wounds. And so he's like on trial right now for murdering his neighbor just because he was like literally just being a jerk. And yeah. I mean, well, it's crazy. Viral. Yeah. I mean, it worked. He, he went viral. Yeah. Like, I mean, I heard about it. And yeah. So I guess he got what he wanted. And I mean, which I didn't, you know, read a lot. I didn't go look at his TikTok. So, yeah. um, but you could just tell like, he actually loved that being viral no matter what he was doing to like literally bully his neighbor to provoke this Karen. Um, I mean, but you know, the challenges they go too far and that's 
you know, people do strange things when they're getting instant gratification and likes. Yeah. Right away. I mean, like, you know, we're talking about the difference in millennials, Gen Z, like now we grew up in like that, that awkward era kind of, and I hate to call it awkward, that interesting era where you had viral videos, you had social media, but it was like social media when it was still trying yeah. to figure itself out. And so there was, it, there was obviously like connection and communication, but it wasn't as instantaneous. Now compared to somebody who's like a true millennial, like growing up in the mid nineties where, I mean, you didn't, you, you didn't have text and you didn't have, you know, you were Absolutely. using dial up. It's different. Um, I think it's the fact, like you said, Heath, it's so instantaneous that it's making a really big difference yeah. in, in what you used to, you had to put the work in. Now. I mean, to get on the computer, you had to, you know, you had yeah. to turn the phone off. Hey grandma, get off the phone. I'm trying to, you know, get yeah. on the computer. It's my time. Well, what I think, like, especially like with viral, like, I mean, a new TikTok yeah. goes viral almost every day. Like when I think I can name like a handful of viral videos, like growing up and that was it. Like it was like the Charlie yep. bit my finger video. And I mean, that's like about Charlie went to the bank too. Let's talk uh, about that. I mean, I don't think I've seen that one. What's that? No, Char Charlie, the Charlie bit my finger kid. Oh yeah. They made a bunch of money. Yeah. Like just a silly video like that. Like America's home video style. Heath, this brings us to a great pivot point. So half of our show today is being too old for TikTok and how we, at this era, you know, we're in the kind of middle section. We grew up with the social media, but we didn't have, didn't have the instant gratification, but we might be alive for the mid nineties, but we don't have the same memories. We don't have the same understanding of people who, you know, are, are five, maybe 10 years older than us who really came to age in I, you know, I say like definitely, 97 definitely. to like 2003, four, you know, all that stuff. So we don't quite fit in. And that's, that's the hard thing about being a betweener is that we just don't quite, we're almost like misfits. But so anyway, my sister is four years older than me and she got to experience the nineties. Well, not, you know, not like full fledged experience, but she has a lot more 90s culture just in those four years. You know, I'm born in 95. She's born in in uh, 91. So that that's a big gap where she is just it made her a different personality because she is more of that Gen Y and not, you know, the Gen Z. And she's definitely not a betweener. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree. And and that I pick we talked with friends. Uh, specifically because I feel like when I think of 90s culture, I mean, now Friends is still widely popular. I mean, the reunion special, all that. But like when I think of people sitting down together and watching like one television show, like TV was so huge in the 90s. Like I would yeah. say like the golden age of TV. You're watching The Sopranos together. You're watching Friends together. You know, you have that moment where you come together and everybody's talking about it. That is like what I think of when I think of 90s culture. Like a collective, it was a good time. I mean, there's a lot of positives and things going on. Um, now, of course, there are all the drawbacks, and I, I do want to address them fairly like we did with the TikTok stuff. But when I think of that era, I more than anything think of, in, in my mind at least, their TikTok was friends. They came, it was once a week, it wasn't yeah. instant. Yeah. Um, but they sat down, millions of people were watching, everybody wanted to know. We're Ross and Rachel on a break, and that was like the main debate. And you know, we weren't having TikTok challenges; yeah. we were we were just talking about that stuff. And I think that is such a 
a unique also cultural period because the world was starting to change, but it was still just a little bit held back. So like your older sister talking about her, you know, she would have like definitely like probably been sitting down watching the TV, wondering what's going oh, it's, on it's the she next was. week. Every week. Yeah. yeah. Every week. That was the thing about Gen Y's. Gen Y or millennials, they're the ones that sit down every week at the same time for their show. Gen Z, they don't really do that. They're more of a turn on Netflix. Let's just stream yeah. something. Strike. I mean, the whole, and let me tell you, negative point against Gen Z here. We're taking the score. The streaming, <laughs> I, listen, I stream. I get yeah. it. I, I got Netflix. I got HBO Max. But the shared collective experience, like that is going to be something that is hugely missed. The fact that there's not, in the name of the Super Bowl, there's not times where we just come and sit down together as a nation, as a people, and just say, this is what we're doing today. Yeah. Everybody's watching either Netflix or they're watching HBO Max or on their phone. You know, there's never a point where we're yeah. like, oh, you know, this is Tuesday night. This is what we're doing. And maybe occasionally, like you said, the Super Bowl, some sporting events. I think we I miss out on the bond. You know, it's like, I, I agree at school. You're like, Hey man, you know, the show comes on tonight, whatever it is like yeah. supernatural, bro. Supernatural's tonight. Rick and Morty. It's tonight. Nobody does that these days. That was more no. of a nineties thing. Yeah. And like, I remember, I don't know if you can, Heath, I remember like, Oh, my show comes on at five 30. I got to watch. Like I remember that time period, yeah. but I don't remember being like, you know, cause I, we were so young talking about it with our friends or being right there for it or even scheduling like, I remember my mom and dad used to love the show ER. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. Shout out to George Clooney. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't remember what was going on in ER. I have no clue. Like I just remember like ER was on, like, that's what we were doing. We were watching ER. You're watching we were ER, sitting man. down. Yeah. And I remember like, it was just like, I always thought it was crazy. Like, Oh, here comes ER. But like, I distinctly remember my mom and dad, like basing their schedule, what they were doing their lives off of ER. Because they had to watch it. It was like their favorite show. And they would like talk about it. And my mom has a cousin. She'd call and talk about it. You know, <laughs> what was going on in ER and stuff. And, um, but I wasn't involved in that. But I, I guess, you know, in a way I'm envious. Because it sounds awesome. Because it's shared experience. But on the flip side, when we do have shared experiences on television, which are rare, it happens instantaneous. I mean, how many times have you been watching a sporting event and got on Twitter and seen every single person on yeah. your Twitter feed just talking about it? It's changed. I'm not sure if one's better than the other, but it certainly has changed the way we're consuming that media. I would honestly say it might be Todd because, you know, sitting down and talking about like tonight's show is really cool. But then, like you said, you know, there's nothing cooler than watching your favorite sports team and then the rest of the fan base the talking about it at the same time. That's so yeah. exciting. I mean, and, and people you normally like, you might talk to one person, your friend, your family, whatever, everybody right there, right away is talking about it first thing. And that's exciting. Yeah. So, um, what else do we want to go into? I mean, is there uh, anything else that this, this introduction I, I mean, podcast needs to cover? I mean, I think we definitely have, and we're going to dive more into this kind of topics because it's not just. Uh, we wanted to introduce you today to the collective topic going into what it's like to fit it in between not being able to remember what time our shows were, but definitely not knowing the TikTok trends. Um, 
but we we wanted to kind of just show you that we have a totally unique perspective. Hopefully, we can bring you some clarity. Um, and it's a it's a popular thing right now. We're not we're not uh, you know um, blind to it. We see all the time on social media. We don't have the same nostalgia that a lot of people older than us millennials do for the stuff in the 90s. But we certainly don't fit in with the cell phone world of the kids of today. And so we're kind of off on this own little island in between um, the future and the past. Um, people who are clinging to whether both the good things and the bad things of the past, but also rushing headfirst into a lot of pros and cons of the future and trying to mitigate sitting here in the middle. And that's um, a unique challenge, but one that we're excited for and definitely up for. And hopefully that, uh, you know, we can bring you some entertainment uh, while we're doing it too. Definitely. So. I think, I think we've given a good idea of what mm-hmm. the point of view and the overall <clears throat> running theme will be of this show. I got a question for you. Yeah. What's up, man? Was Ross and Rachel on a break? Ross and Rachel were definitely not on a break. Unpopular, unpopular take. I know most people say they were. They, man, they were, they were definitely on a break. Well, here's the deal. Here's the dealio. You might disagree. If he was that into her, he. I mean, not that that Xerox girl wasn't hot. She was, but if he was that into her. He would have just, uh, you know, been wanting to hang out and try to work it out with her. Now here's here's another thing. I mean, this is for the point of the show's continuity. He should have got back with Jenner Anifis to begin with. I mean, she's yeah. way way harder than anybody else on there. So definitely, yeah. So so uh, we want to thank everybody for taking a check uh, a listen to the Betweeners. Hopefully, we can bring some really cool uh, podcasts to you. You know, we we have a lot of plans, um, and we have a overall theme. I think that is going to appeal to a lot of people. Ben, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, just we're excited to bring you, bring you some stuff. And we sure hope you'll check us out next week. So hit the subscribe button, uh, like, check us out on any other place you get your podcast. Um, we look forward to seeing you next week. Absolutely. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to come back next episode. We're going to talk about the home buying process for someone stuck between Y and Z. Be sure to give us a follow, subscribe. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. That's today's show. Bye.